This is Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Well, as we go forward, we need to be going forward in a spirit that's going to elevate us and others, not in a spirit of worry and fear. Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with your host, Bob Fibbs, the champion for a more human connection in retail for over 30 years as a retail doctor. Bob is the authority on brick-and-mortar retail across the world, who works with some of the biggest luxury brands to independent retailers of all sizes. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. Today, I get the opportunity to talk with Howard Prager. He's a speaker, author, and leadership consultant. Thanks for joining me all the way from Chicago today. My pleasure, Bob. It took a while to get here, but I made it, and I'm so glad to be on your show. Excellent. Well, you recently wrote a book about how you show up for others called Make Someone Else's Day, Becoming a Memorable Leader in Work and Life. And I'm just going to start off with what led you to write that book? And do you think that in a post-COVID world, it has additional relevance? Uh, the, the answer to your second question is absolutely. It takes on more re relevance than ever. What led me to write the book is I realized that there are things I did, planned and unplanned, that made someone's day. And when you make someone's day, the strongest compliments you can get are, you made my day. People don't say that nonchalantly. They don't say that offhanded. They say that when you've done something in the right time and right place that really made a difference to someone. And it could be as simple as a smile. For someone not having a great day, a smile, recognizing them. As I was thinking about the, po the podcast, Bob, and listening to some of your past episodes, which, were, which were, are great, uh, I was thinking about what are the places that I feel really welcome. And I'm thinking it's when I go back to my favorite restaurant and, and the owner recognizes me and welcomes me by name. Same thing in stores. There are stores I go to where people make me feel like a welcome guest, not as a nuisance or a problem. And that's what we need even more of today. When we're so stressed out, when there's so much going on in our lives from COVID, from uh, stresses of working in person and, and who's masked or not masked or who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And, and, and you kind of like, almost like want to retreat into yourself. And in retail, we can't retreat. We've got to be able to be there and be there for others. So I realized that make someone stay is something that we all need to do to make a huge difference in the workplace and in life. And so what was your best day that somebody made for you? I can't say the day you got married or you had your first kids. So you can't say that. That's a given. So the best day that someone made for me. Wow, that's a question I haven't been asked before. So you're first on that. Oh my gosh. I, I, I think when we went downtown 
to Sears Tower. We still call it, the Chicago people, we still call it Sears Tower. It's somebody else's tower now, but it'll always be Sears Tower. And we went up to the Metropolitan Club, which is the Mid-America Club on, on the uh, like 70th, 80th floor. Beautiful view, went in. I happened to know the chef. He came over, not only brought us some complimentary appetizers, but he sat down and talked with us and told us about what it's like there and what's going on. It was just a five-star experience. That's great. And yet, it's not something that you can... I mean, I'm in the training business, obviously. So, you know, it, it sounds great. We need to make everybody make someone's day every single time. But the hard part of that is what does that look like, right? Because what I value and what someone else value might be different. And let's face it, you know, the our girlfriend, boyfriend of the week in our pocket, the the smartphone, she's going to be chirping or clucking or getting our attention too. <laughs> so you don't have 20 minutes to find those. What would be some keys for our listeners to be able to do this? Well, well think about those companies that that are always on the most admired list. Nordstrom's, Wegmans, Zappos, Southwest, they have raving fans. And it's because they do the right thing every time. So I know what you're saying in one sense. In another sense, you can create that corporate culture where treating customers right is part of who we are. HBR, uh, Harvard Business Review, last year reported that practicing kindness by giving compliments and recognition has the power to transform our in-person experiences and remote experiences. And a commitment to being kind has so many benefits. It'll help our colleagues. It helps reduce employee burnout and absenteeism, improves employee well-being, Gallup poll finds year after year in its surveys of U.S. workers that receiving a compliment, recognition, and praise can help individuals feel more fulfilled, boost their self-esteem, improve their self-evaluations, and trigger positive emotions. That's what we need, and that's what we need to give to our colleagues, and especially in retail, what we need to give to our customers, to treat them strategically, not like just a one-off transaction. I agree with that. Of course, that's why you're here. That's so here. Uh, in your book, you wrote about Banny, brittle, anxious, nonlinear, and incomprehensible. What does all of that mean? Yeah, it means that our nerves are, are close, close to being fried, right? To being shattered. We are more brittle than we've ever been before. It's the news and challenges that we all keep facing. Uh, that is there an end in sight? You know, as COVID seemed to be coming to an end, we thought, that's done with. And the next thing we know, Ukraine's being attacked, and, and we've got that to deal with. And now it's like the next micro version of the this, this COVID is coming through. And I uh, hear the Northeast and the U.S. is the one that's getting hit the worst right now. But it's like, we want to be stopped. We want this over with. We want to get back to our lives. And I think part of what this BRIC says is we're not going back, we're going forward. And it means that we're going to be doing some things in a different way. Well, as we go forward, we need to be going forward in a spirit that's going to elevate us and others, not in a spirit of, of worry and fear. Well, I agree with that. So how do you approach making somebody else's day? Are you consciously thinking of it every time? Is that what you would tell 
your clients that that's what they should be doing? Are they, you know, I, I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is what kindness looks like, right? I mean, because let's face it, if you ask a young person, probably what is great customer service? Like I got my Starbucks drink in 10 seconds because I use the mobile app. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, but where does kindness fit in there? Well, it doesn't really, but it might fit in when someone gets their order wrong and they start flaming at them and, and you see it. So what, how do you approach that idea of kindness? And is it, a, uh, is it an attitude or is it really something that you're kind of like a goal to, to do before you go on to whatever it is that you showed up as? Does that make sure, sense? Sure, sure. Let me give you, so I came up with a very simple model. But, but just going back to your Starbucks example for a minute, 10 seconds is great. 10 seconds and recognition that Sam or Sally is a regular customer is even better. I know my wife is experienced. She is a Starbucks aficionado. And so when they recognize her, it just kind of just lifts her up a little bit. So I came up with this model called the VIP model to learn how to treat others like VIP. And it's really quite simple. Um, the V is for view and observe. So view and observe what's going on around you. Um, in per- what's, what might the other person be experiencing? You can even do this online by seeing what's going on in, in chat or what they're commenting on or posting. So view and observe. The second step, I, is to identify and consider. Identify based on what you've observed, what might that person need? What might help them? What are they looking for? What are they maybe they not saying? So identify and consider the various options. And probably the thing you want to do is choose the easiest option, right? We don't need to work overly hard to do this. And then finally is the P, and that's plan and act. So even for something that you need to do almost spontaneously, taking five seconds to plan always makes a difference. You know, Annie Spieth, said that to jo- about Jordan on Saturday at the uh, at the golf tournament. He putted too quickly and misputted a one-foot putt on the 18th hole in, on, in, on Saturday night. And Sunday, he realized, take five seconds and pause. Plan and then act. So even in the world of golf, we see that advice being so important. So VIP, and, and just use that, incorporate that. So what what keeps us from doing that when we don't know that person first, right? Because it's I think it's easier if I know you to make yeah. somebody else's day, right? It I, is. Absolutely. I know what motivates you. I know what gets you upset, and I make sure I don't do that. But when I really don't know a stranger, whether that's in a retail store or just you know any anything, there's a lot. I think there's an awful lot people are afraid of other people now, right? They are. I mean, we haven't really practiced kindness. We haven't seen it. So what are we supposed to do? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. You know what? You use your gut instincts. You use what you observe and you check it out. So one of the things I do when I teach the VIP model to, to customers and clients is I'll, I'll do some practice. You, you don't have to do the whole thing at once. Practice. Check out what you viewed and observed. Check it out. Do it at home if you like. Do it with friends. But practice viewing something and saying, here's what I've seen. Here's what I've observed. Am I right? And then go to the next step. 
So you viewed and observed. Here's what I've identified and considered. What do you think? Am I right on that? And finally, do the plan and act. You're not certainly not going to act, but here's some things I'd like to plan and, and get some feedback. That's how we learn. Just taking those small steps and growing in our practice of making someone stay. That's nice. And, you know, again, remembering that it's not a tangible, if I say this, they'll do that. It's more of just doing it because it makes you feel good first, right? That's right. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You know, well, two things there. You you said a mouthful, Bob. First of all, one size does not fit all. Have you bought shirts that say one size fits all? How do they fit? Yeah, not so well. Not so well. That's the same thing here. We can't do the same thing for everybody because people need different things. And they need different things at different times. You know, I read a study. The study in HBR was really fascinating. And it talks so much about leaders promoting kindness in the workplace. And I think if we do that, of our leaders, team leaders, uh, store leaders, store managers, lead by example. So people are sensitive to the behavior of, you know, of, of the people they report to. Set aside time when you have your meetings, your department meetings, whatever they are, um, your store meetings. You know, Home Depot does the, I forget what they call Home Depot, you know, the minute on the floor, right? Where they have this quick learning on the floor for their associates when, when they've got a little time. And, and use that time to do a kindness round where team members are free to acknowledge each other's work or examples of what they did. Those things really work. They help. They make a difference. And they show that this is something that's valued in your organization. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I've told this story before, maybe not on this podcast, but I was at uh, Walmart. This when they'd first come out with grocery in the Northeast. And I walked in there and I was looking around and everything. And I finally decided, oh, they got blueberries. I'll get blueberries. And I got something else. And I got in the line and a young woman is trying to scan it and it's not working. It's not working, not working. So she has to call someone. So the woman comes over to her and says, hey, Beth, how's your day going? And she goes, oh, it's going pretty well, Helen. And Beth goes, well, you know, I'm having trouble scanning this. And she goes, I've tried doing X, Y, and Z, but it's just frustrating for me and for the customer. And Helen, I got to get my names right, That's uh, right. says, Oh, well, that would be terrible. Can I can I try it? And she goes, yeah. And so Helen says, well, what I always do, and she takes the label and she peels it back and, and runs her finger through it. And she goes, let's see if this works. And does it and scans and, it, and it's there. And I said, no one else saw what I saw. I guarantee you no one else saw an incredible amount of respect and kindness and, and learned behaviors that worked like a symphony just to watch it. And I said, just as an ops guy, that makes my day because I think this isn't something you were doing for anyone's benefit other than each other's, right? Both of you were asking permission and being respectful and then bringing me into it. It's the customer. So of course it did scan. And, uh, and so my cashier goes, well, thank you very much. And she goes, I hope you both have a great day. And Helen goes off. And people, you know, I think when people are studying kindness, you really got to look for it when you see it, right? It's, I think, acknowledging I saw that happen versus, oh, yeah, I don't know. They had to do a price check and we had to wait around. It's, it's like, no, no, no. Look what's going on around you because that's part of what you're saying is what's going on around you, right? 
Exactly. And I love hearing a story. This is Walmart, not not one of the places that's well known for the way they treat each other, treat customers. But what a fabulous story that is. And what a great leader Helen is in, in, in working with others. I hope she's doing well at Walmart and, and that her DNA is rubbing off on others there. Well, that's it. You know, Walmart and Target, both big boxes, three or four years ago had decided they were putting this huge emphasis. Walmart built 100 training centers. And I think Target did something the same. And they made this big commitment to engaging their their associates in a new way. And of course, when the pandemic came by, I think that really let them reap all of the benefits of it. But to your point, nobody's thinking anyone's treated well at Walmart at all, which is probably even more reason <laughs> <laughs> that they have to instill a, a culture like that. And I think so many times people don't realize how being at the front line, you can make somebody else's day with just a question or something more than just how's it going today? Because yeah. how's it going today doesn't lead us to a good place, right? It's like, well, I don't know this stranger. It goes pretty crappy. My kid, you know, did this and this and this. And I'm working over. It's like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. So. Right. What else can you ask them? So what would be some good examples of what you could say to make somebody else's day? What have you used, Howard, that's worked really well? And then we'll take a little break here and come back. Sure. Here, here's a simple example, what, which always works. So I'm, I'm a scout leader. And I know that when I, when I see parents of kids and they ask, how's Johnny doing? And I'll say, oh, Johnny's, Johnny's great. He's so polite. And he just is, uh, pays attention, helps other kids. I love it. Well, I realized how much parents, first of all, as a parent myself, it's like our kids are never <laughs> that way with us, right? They're that way with others. And I was in the doctor's office in the waiting room, and I saw a squirrely you know, high school age kid waiting for a physical with his mom. And the mom was like so nervous. Oh my God, you know, settle down, settle down. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And the nurse came back and, and or came out there and said, Johnny, you're ready to go back here. And, and he said, yeah. And he said, I am. Thank you so much for, for coming to get me. And off he went. And I said to the mother, I know you're anxious about him, but what a polite young man you have there. And she could not, oh my gosh, she just, she just cavalled is what she did. She couldn't get a, believe that someone else who didn't know her son was saying this about him, but it was true. Well, if we can see that with someone that we don't know, just that little bit of behavior, we can do this for others as well. It doesn't have to be kids, but that's one that, that I know it always works, always works complimenting someone's kid. Excellent, Howard. We'll be right back in just a minute with this quick word about SalesRx. As the pandemic restrictions have ended, customers are being drawn back to brick and mortar stores. And online sales, well, they're declining. What do you need to convert more lookers to buyers and help those who came in to buy just one item to take home more? Well, you train your crew how to engage a stranger and make the sale. Now that's gotten harder since the pandemic, but there's an easy solution. SalesRx, my online retail sales training program, which is in use on four continents with hundreds and thousands of learners. It's the smart way to boost conversions and add-ons. Just go to salesrx.com to learn more. Now back to our program. 
All right, we're back. And before we continue, we love our loyal listeners. So if you do me a favor and give us a five-star rating after the episode, I would appreciate. So back to Howard. So, you know, one of the big things that we are seeing in retail right now is the untold story is that the people that have left are the shift leads and assistant managers. People think that it's, oh, everybody's leaving retail. It's like, no, no, no. It's not the managers. They typically are paid more. And the yeah, of course, the front line. But it's the thing that's so devastating is they're losing their bench. So tell me, how do we fix this leadership crisis? Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and it's so true, Bob. I've written about that, about the leadership crisis that, that all companies, all places are facing. Um, I think it's treating others treating others like VIP. You gave the great story about this manager at, at Walmart helping this cashier and not putting her, not making her feel bad, not t- talking down to her, but being respectful. And in return, she got that respect back. That's the sort of thing that we need to see. That's the sort of thing that will keep people in their jobs, that will keep people loyal to their organizations. You know, you talked about earlier the great, you know, it's called great resignation, where people are just leaving jobs in droves. And you called it the great reprioritization. And I love that take on it. That's not just people leaving, but people prioritizing what's important in their lives. And if they feel good at work, they will do something. They will do something about it. You know, I had um, my book. I, I was really pleased that the CEO of Lindt Chocolate, and Lindt Chocolate is just delicious, right? He said that just by reading the title, I was inspired to make someone stay a few times that same day. And you know, he wrote that to me. And I'm thinking, that's what we need more of, people who feel that this is an important priority, that this is not just something that's a, a theme of the week, that it's a fad to do, that something's going to come and go, but something that will last. That's where it's going to make a difference, where it becomes part of an organization's culture so that they get that same recognition um, that the uh, other companies that, are, that do this get. Yeah, that's the hard thing, though, is we don't need to be taught as much as reminded. It's like it makes sense to all of us, but when we don't see it and we don't feel it, a lot of us would rather, you know, it's that old story, as Zig Ziglar used to say, how people, you know, sit around the stove and say, you know, I'll give you wood when you give me heat. It's like, yeah, it doesn't (laughs) work that way. I got to give you wood to get heat, right? So, because a lot of us live in a world that's, you know, it's fraught with people wanting to tell you you're wrong or you're this. Or the, I'm always shocked on my, you know, I have 18,000 fans on Facebook and 400,000 on LinkedIn. And I'm always shocked. I'll put something innocuous up there. And and lo and behold, someone takes this, you know, makes this turn. And I'm like, how did you even go there based on what I said? Right. So right. I think if that's happening for me, that's got to be happening in people's personal lives that, you know, you're 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 so hungry and parched for people being kind to you that there's a part of you know kind of a, a me first that says hey why don't you be nice to me first so do you find that people who express kindness get it back more often or that they the just inherentness of of them doing it feels better than hearing it what do you what are your thoughts on that howard 
Absolutely. I do. I do. And in fact, that HBR article that I told you about, they did a, in their study, they found that people were happier when they were saying something positive to others, even more so than they were getting it themselves. Um, so people are looking for the opportunity to make someone stay and then and to see that reaction. And I'm telling you that um, what happens is what I like to call a boomerang effect. When someone says to me, you made my day, I feel my endorphins uh, light up just like theirs do. And I feel good and positive all day long. And, and so that's why it's so important to, to give because we all receive back when we're kind to others, when we do something that really helps and makes a difference in others' lives. And again, we're not talking big. We're talking something as small as a smile, as small as a helping someone's luggage when they're on a plane or something. That can make a huge difference to them. I know, and we're coming to the end of our time. I had a, when I worked with a coffee franchise and we had this great manager and I watched one of the things that made him so great is Someone orders a bunch of bagels and uh, coffee, and she's got a kid stroller. And instead of asking, would you like help out with that? And yeah. it's raining outside. Ooh. He literally, he just turns to his colleague, goes, I'll be back. And he comes around as she's trying to get her purse and everything. And instead of her, him handing those to her across the counter, he comes around and he carries that and he grabs an umbrella. He goes, let's go. And they walk out and she goes, oh, no, I wanted to eat it here. So he goes through and he cleans <laughs> off a table, puts it down. And she goes, you really made my day today. And he goes, thank you. Now, that's part of the other thing is a lot of times people just say, no problem. And it's like, we didn't say it was a problem. Right. Being able to acknowledge thank you is at least as big, isn't it? Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great story. I like to find stories. That's that's kind of it, because that's where the details of life are, right? Is to see people who are not all fractionalized, and I hate you, and you're this and that. It's like in those little moments, you get to realize we're more alike than different. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I read about, and you may know specifically what happened, but Chick-fil-A tried something with their mobile app where people could order their meal. But if they're, especially you talked about the one who's dealing with kids and everything else, they would have the meal all set at their table when they walked into the Chick-fil-A. I guess they ordered their food and the time. And it was just a whole new strategy that they've got. And how nice to realize to take that into account. Well, I think it is. And, you know, the name of this podcast is Tell Me Something Good About Retail, Howard. So what are your thoughts? What's Tell me something good about retail. I think retail is still the place to be. I think that if we focus in retail on the things we can do to make someone's day, to make our day, to make our customers' day, they're going to not just walk back. They're going to flock back. And you know what they're going to do? We talked about these, these phones that we always have with us now. They're going to put an immediate review on Yelp. That happened to me at Bell Tire in Michigan City, Indiana. Our tire was getting going flat quickly on the highway. We pulled off, and that was the on one of the first tire places we came to. Pulled in, and you know you're sitting there and you're thinking, "Oh my God, this is we're not getting out of here for under a thousand dollars." They're going to say we need four new tires, and then they're going to balance them, rotate them. Plus, we're going to be way late to where we're going. 
Well, would you believe after 30 minutes, he came out and said, you must have run over something because it went over the front right and the rear right tire. We patched those up and you're all set to go. I said, how much? He said, that's our service. That's what we do for you. This is our business. Come back when you need new tires. Well, now when we come back, my daughter was in the car at the time and she immediately put on Yelp great reviews for Bell Tire. Bob, that's what we need. We need people like Bell Tire Manager in our lives because when we do that, that's where retail is going to shine and that's where people are going to shine. I love that. I love that, Howard. That's a great place for us to end. And Howard Prager is the author of Make Someone's Day, Becoming a Memorable Leader in Work and Life. Check the links in the show descriptions below to be able to contact him. And Howard, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Fun talking with you, Bob. You've been listening to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor. As a listener, you can receive free information and guides when you visit retaildoc.com and sign up for our exclusive weekly newsletter. Thanks for being with us. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. To virtually bring Bob to all of your crew and associates, check out www.salesrx.com. 